always bring a knife to a gunfight. They gon' always do it twice when it's done right. I remember riding around to the sun like, come up. I ain't tryna argue, so I hung up. These boy fresh with it on me, know how I pop out. It's not important what I'm about. about. Don't play with baby, I can't Yeah. We back, we back. Welcome to episode 12 of the game within the game. We done organized money getters, man. We got Mel C in the building. We got Shelvin Mack in the building. It's yours truly. Yes, what they do, what they do, America. Thank you all for listening. Welcome back to the latest episode of the game within the game. Matt, how's the weekend, my man? Man, it was good. I came down to your, your neck of the woods, went to Orlando, took the family down to Disney. We had a great time, rented a house, got the barbecue, hang out a little bit. Just enjoy the family. Um, you know, you're gonna spend a lot more time with the kids. You know, being at home, not playing overseas, so enjoying all that time. What about you, Mel? Uh, in the words of one of my favorite scenes, for all the haters out there, you can't get it because you ain't got it. Other than that, <laughs> it, everything is good. I'm enjoying myself, having some free weekends. So yes, free weekends. So I'm enjoying it. That's dope, man. I hope you enjoy waiting in line, Mac. Uh, for everybody who don't know, that's that new little baby. Frozen, hottest thing on the streets right now. We're doing that for Atlanta. Last week, last episode, Mel, you missed it. We went two on two, Kentucky versus Virginia. Now it's the three-man, the triangle offense. Again, we them organized money getters. We're going to get right to it right now. Uh, like it, like watch, it. Y'all watch NFL Draft? Hell no. I definitely didn't watch it. I was I was in them two-hour wait lines like you're talking about. <laughs> well, listen, I popped in and out. I got some real issues with the draft. I'm going to keep it real. I, America's obsessed with the NFL draft. It's a three-day draft, and it's all day for almost well, half a night, all day one day, and then uh, all day in the, in the, the sixth through the seventh rounds. So yeah, yeah. When you break it down like that, I, ca- I caught some of it because it was on for three days straight. Uh, why, do, why, do people, why do people love the draft, the NFL draft? I think it's like the lottery, man. We watch these people hit the lottery. You're watching people. You saw some of them you saw grow up in college, but you got to realize sports talk is almost or bigger than sports games. Stephen A. Smith, Chuck, we would watch them for two hours, talk about the game, not play the game, talk about it. Mm-hmm. So the draft, at least you see a couple of clips. <laughs> what are you thinking about loving, man? I think everybody likes to see everyone's reaction. Like what Mel said, once you hit the lottery, you want to see how people are going to react. You know, some people start crying. Some people start fist pumping. Some people act like they don't know their family. It's just, oh, there's a lot of things. Exactly. When, when you turn on the TV and you see it on bright lights there. But I don't, I don't think the NFL draft first round should be 15 minutes each. I've always been a big component of teams spend about 2 to $5 million a year scouting players. Now you should know what you're going to do when the time comes. But no doubt. I look at it like this. I'm with y'all. That NFL draft is more about TV than it is about the players. I think people love to watch uh Jamal and, and Khalil make it, you know, out of the depths of hell. You know, everybody got a hard luck story. I didn't know my mama until I got, you know, to high school. I slept in the car until I made it to Alabama. And then they want to see the rags, the riches. And everybody in that first round, uh, a lot of them, they gonna give you the hardest luck story in the world. They, hell, they made a movie out of your boy, uh, The Blind Side, <laughs> from the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, you know that's facts. Mean? 
Yeah, the blind side, they say you, you can't make it to the NFL with two parents. You got a 1% <laughs> chance. <laughs> Man, but I do think it's the, like you said, it's the hard luck stories. But you, you got to think, I think what it is, is the production should be more momentum builder. They don't build up enough of the momentum. They do give a lot of backstories. But as you say, we didn't watch the draft, me and Shelvin didn't. But when I did see the snippets, like you said, it's too long. I mean, 15 minutes waiting, seeing three three white guys in the corner looking at a piece of paper, then the two black people family sitting in the corner on the couch, <laughs> then the black man get a phone call, then the white dude give a tip. Everybody start crying. Everybody start crying. It's kind of like a repeat. It's a funeral, dog. <laughs> it's more crying and, at the draft than it is at the funeral, man. No, and then the funny thing, it'd be 18 black people in a room <laughs> celebrating and one white guy sitting in the corner. We know who the white guy is. Well, I mean, I ain't trying to make the race thing, but it almost is. 18 black people celebrate, and one white dude look at you like you. Martin, Martin Luther C. Martin, Martin Luther, Luther C. Martin Luther Bell. Martin Luther Clemens back in the building. But I, welcome, I, back. welcome back, man. Welcome <laughs> back. But I did, but it is, that, that, that's what we should talk about. It is changing, because I did see some of my African-American managers in the room with some of the top picks. I saw a couple guys that, that I seen in the gym and in the fields celebrating so that dollar now that's what i like to talk about that dollar is matriculating a little bit more in our community because it is more black agents more black managers so i did see that did you watch the whole thing tt no man because here's the truth of the matter that third day only about three percent of the people gonna make it to the league anyway i don't really care to see jermaine from utah state his film as a D lineman make it. You know what I mean? Good for you, brother. I wish I, you nothing but I, the best. Hey, man, I went second round, man. You got to relax, bro. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Matt, basketball different. Y'all do y'all draft in about an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what you you knew where you was going. The draft started at eight. You was you was on the phone with your team at nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, but so, basketball is different. Basketball is different after the first after the lottery picks. It, it, it's different there. Yeah, but the NFL's just got too many rounds to show on TV. As I see, so, so one thing I caught Martin Luther Mel, yes, sir. Uh, Dion called him out, you know, being an HBCU at Jackson State. They got one of their players get drafted, he's mm-hmm. a transfer from Florida, but they show all of his Florida highlights and not the Jackson State highlights. Mm-hmm. And Dion brought and he, it up, yes, yes. and it's because his last year he played at Jackson State, it wasn't like he was at Jackson State and transferred to Florida, he was at Florida, transferred to Jackson State, and they didn't put none of the Jackson State highlights up. What do you, what do you think I, about that? Well, I think that it is a threat now. All in all, what Dion is doing, what NIL is doing. Man, I've been telling people this for years about this NIL stuff. They told me a player from Kentucky. Y'all got to know this player, uh, Shelvin. One of the players from Kentucky, who was a 13th man on the bench? Darren Sharp, Sheldon Sharp, somebody like that. Anyway, they said he just transferred to Western Kentucky because he got an NIL deal of 100000 so that means, like I've been telling people for at least a year, the mid-majors will be able to compete with the big boys because they'll be able to throw money in NIL deal. Because Kentucky was not going to pay this man uh, NIL deal, 100000 to be the 13th man on the bench. But how I've uh, to answer your I mean, that, that's a tangent from your question. Tell me your actual question again, because it's nearest is good. Yeah, uh, Uncle Nearest. <laughs> we, we part owners of it. Uh, right. Little, little same, shameless little plug. They the question is, it's a proudful plug, brother. It, it's proudful. It's a plug like the business. Thing, the thing is, is that the player got drafted, played his last year at HBCU, but the NFL showed 
his previous three years of work at oh, yeah. University of Florida. I remember now. You talking about Jackson State and what I was talking about in small schools yeah. and HBCUs. They, they got to be scary, man. You you got people like Dion, mid majors, low majors, and HBCUs that can snatch the big boys. They coming. But they're doing it. They're doing they it. They coming. I mean, they're, they're doing it. Uh, they coming and. And I think we need to shout out the WNBA because they had their draft, uh, I guess, in the last three weeks. And the first person in the last 20 years was drafted from uh, Jackson State, a female. She got drafted. I think her – I don't know if anybody can do their research real quick, but she got drafted. Everybody get the name. But uh, it's big, man. I think it's going to be a big trend. I think kids are going to be able to expand. I think it's going to take them a while before parents and everybody catch up. Like, hey, you don't have to go to a power five to make it. So, But I think it's coming. I think – the the mid-majors, HBCUs will be competing with the big boys within the next 24 months. 24 well, months. I, I think they're already there, uh, Mel. And what's happening is they're doing, you know, when I say they're, the powers that be, the power five conferences are doing everything that they can, my man, to block Dion. Like Dion is bringing, you've seen that it was, it was commercial. I did see this uh, during the NFL draft. There was commercial about Jackson State and about the HBCU players and how hard they work and they can play too. We can ball too. We're doing something to grow grassroots and 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 shout out to Dion because he is really bringing uh, focus to the back to the HBCUs. Remember um, when Walter Payton was playing? A lot of our uh, uh, Hall of Famers, uh, Michael Strahan, these guys went to HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, and you know we don't even talk about them anymore. Steve McNair uh, went to Alcorn State at HBCU, so. Uh, Shout out to Dion, but they're trying to cover it up. Uh, I will say that Alabama don't like it unless you don't like it. What do you think about shit, Matt? Yeah, with that is, I don't know if y'all saw this week. I can't think of the school. So uh, another HBCU down in like Mississippi or whatever. But Dion went over and visited campus and and trying to get them a football field and help their facilities get built up. You don't see... UK trying to help Tennessee get their stuff built up or whatever. So I think Dion doing an unbelievable, incredible job of, you know, spreading his wealth, what he has, what he has going on with bar, bar store sports, getting the players and building everyone else's facilities up. That's what it's going to take to get the HBCUs rocking. And then the other great thing is them having a lot of former players, people making the NBA. I don't know if y'all know this at Jackson State, though, they got Mo Williams. He's the head coach now at Jackson State, too. So yeah, you bring, you're bringing those guys back. And it, it who don't want to play for a player to play in the NBA? That's, and, I think that's the key the key component to it. Not, not to keep plugging just one HBCU, because Tennessee State, Alcorn State are doing good, but JSU had the first HBCU player drafted in the last 20 years. Her name HBCU? was... HBCU? Uh, yep, oh, the she girl, is a, the girl. Yeah, the girl that I was telling y'all about, I had to look up her name. Her name is Williams Holiday, Amisha. And that's amazing. And I bet you Dion's exposure has something to do with that. Yeah, and with Tennessee only, State, with, with Eddie George at Tennessee State as well. Yeah, it's like having, having the players come back, it's, it's a good look. It's a great look. So shout out to all the HBCUs. Uh, be honest with America, honest with y'all, America. We ain't here to watch all the draft like that. Uh, but if you enjoyed, I hope y'all had fun. We're gonna keep it on football real quick. Hey, but uh, TT, before you leave yeah. this, I, I'm gonna throw a question out there. And it, this one gets ticky, a little sticky. And I'm gonna poll all three of us. Which one of us? And we had a scholarship offer between a Power Five for our kids. But we say go to an HBCU or a Power Five if they're playing basketball or football or just academics. TT, you go first. And be everybody be honest. So so what I would I would I tell my kid to go to HBCU over a Power Five for athletics? Athletics or academics. 
Um, look, I would like for my kids to explore HBCU and make their own decision. Uh, I'm from Hampton. Hampton University, the real HU, is my favorite HBCU in the country. I love that school. Um, I support that school. I support all HBCUs, but they were HBCU that recruited me heavily. I, I could walk there from my apartment complex. Um, however, I, I'd want them to at least experience it now. Uh, I think it's important for them to make their own decisions at that age, but I want them to weigh them all the same and then see what they can do best. I mean, uh, let's be honest, a lot of the HBCUs are underfunded when it comes to facilities as they relate to athletics. And a lot of times, especially the high level athletes, think about recovery. If I get injured, how, how fast can I recover? What does a training facility look like? How's the weight room? How are these things that can help me grow as a player? So, you know, let's just keep it real. You know, people look at that. In Jackson State, I'll just bring it back to them. Yeah, they have great facilities down there. Not for HPCU, but for, for a college, right? So, um, I, to answer the question, I have to leave it up to them. What do you think, man? Man. I think it depends on the, the level of player my child is. And then also if that university is winning. Like I'm not gonna tell one of my kids to go to HBCU and they play basketball on Duke and Kentucky on them. It's just I'm not gonna say that. It's because it, the main goal is, is about playing basketball if that's one if that's what they want to do. So you your, that, your son couldn't be McCoy Maker then. Top five I, I, guy, no. five star prospect if, if, if they want to go, they can go. But I wouldn't survive, I wouldn't advise that. We we haven't heard of them at all and it's not even it's not even like that the basketball part is that you've seen the facilities or just the regular students they had they had the mode and all that stuff going on at the, at the university too so i think that's a problem but if they want to go i would support them i personally wouldn't push them if it's another team that's better or whatever if it's equal i would push them put it that way okay all right well hey i appreciate everybody honesty uh for me it's uh it's up it's it's 50-50. I would love for my sons or grandkids to have the opportunity to experience what I know Tori saw it at Hampton University, you know, when he traveled there and visited there. But I also know that right now is inequality in the education system. Also, when you're looking for jobs, it sometimes can be a slight against you when they see that Tennessee State or such and such on your resume, it's not gonna have the same fever or same off is University of Tennessee or or uh, Harvard or Yale or Florida. So, but I, I'm 50-50, but, but if my kids were interested in it, and which some of them are, I'm for it 100%. But that's I don't the know. Within the game right there, Killer, though. Th th that's yeah. the game right there. A lot of HBCUs, are they're legitimately underfunded uh, in regards to getting them, not just sports facilities. I'm talking about proper libraries, technology, yeah. things like that. Uh, historically black, which means they've been around as long as Harvard, as long as University of Tennessee, Kentucky, and, and universities of that nature. And there is the line, right? We hear people all the time saying, hey, donate to HBCUs, support HBCUs. It's not because they're black, it's because, hey, listen, these are historical universities that need your help. So, you know, support them. Uh, the University yeah. of Tennessee got enough boosters. They got money flowing into that program. They got a football team that packing out 100,000 a week, right? Because support that university, but Tennessee State, you know, they got a core, they got a core booster club too, but you know, these schools need your funding. They need your help. And not because they're looking for a handout because they want to continue a proper, a, a good education. Uh, it's a lot of value uh, to an HBCU. So yeah, 
with that, if, if my kid wasn't playing any sports and they had a choice between like go to UK or go to Grandma State or Howard, I'm gonna tell them go Grandma State or Howard, 100%. When it comes down to sports or whatever, it's, it's, it gets a little tricky is understand to go. And I think we all fortunate enough is some of the stuff that the HBCU can't provide, we'll be able to figure out and provide it for them so they can still get that stuff done. Well, I'd like to close that out on this is some inequalities that the HBCUs are plus. So I'm just going to be honest. When I talk to my sons, I tell them Laquanda, Tanisha, Shaquita, Leticia, and uh, Seliquia or a good plus. So I would also take that in consideration when I tell my kids to make their decision because the inequalities yeah. <laughs> that they have is a plus. It's there. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Uh, last thing I'll say on this when it, as it relates to athletics. In the NFL, the NBA, Major League, any professional sports, it's this statement is not necessarily true from high school to college, but you hear this all the time from parents. It, it, if you're good enough, they'll find you. That is not true from high school to college. It's just not. It's too many colleges. It's too many players. You know, everybody don't get recruited like that. That's just the truth. But going from college to the pros, they have they invest in finding the best no matter where you go to school. So you can be a John Moran at Murray State. Now he's an exceptional player, clearly, but you they will invest the money to find the very best. So you can be at an HBCU and have the same shot of going to the league. Otherwise, everybody from Alabama and LSU will be in the NFL. You won't have people from all over the place. Same thing with the NBA, too. So anyway, shout out to the HBCUs. Best of luck to everybody that sent them. Let me stay with football real quick. Uh, last week, we talked about the USFL, how crazy it is. I love the USFL. I don't want it to go nowhere. Did y'all see uh, last week the video filmed during practice at the USFL's Houston Gamblers? The video went viral. Did y'all see that? No, sir. Okay. So uh, player Reggie Northrup uh, of the Houston Gamblers was practicing with a cigarette in his mouth. This man, this man, this man had a cigarette. Uh, I, he had it in his mouth. Yeah, lie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this a pro league? What is this? USFL? It's the USFL, the United States Football League. So my pro league. Check your phone. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson bought him back. Remember, uh, Herschel Walker played in the USFL. Doug Flutie played in the USFL. Warren Moon played in the USFL. Well, he played in the Canadian League. Pardon me. Well, is, it the same thing is, is the same thing as the XFL, or is it different? I thought it's different. The XFL. It, it, it's okay. a I mean, it, 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 they might be on the same playing field now, Mel. I mean, uh, back, but back in the day, it was. It's big. Yeah, you yeah, was big. And so the Rock's bringing them back. And this man out there doing drills with a, with a day going square in his face. Last week, we had a dude who got cut because he wouldn't eat no chicken, <laughs> no chicken salad sandwich. And no. now this man out here got cut with a cigarette in his mouth. Please, USFL, I need the entertainment. Can this? What do y'all think about this first one? Is it a disgrace to the league or is the best no. thing to happen to the USFL? Well, the first thing I would ask you, uh, as any big, big white owner would say, what was his 40 time? <laughs> Good enough to be at practice. If it's 40 times. He made, he made, he made it to practice. Let him smoke that cigarette. <laughs> uh, nah, baseball players chew tobacco in a dugout. Yeah, you can have a square in your mouth, uh, yeah. backpedaling and, <laughs> and turning your hip to the linebacker hey, drill. So, so I played overseas. It's this guy named Spanuka. He's probably one of the best overseas players ever in Euro League and all that. He actually played in the NBA for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, recently, he was back up to Chris Paul. They said he smoked cigarettes. He smoked a whole pack of cigarettes at halftime every single time. A every pack of game. cigarettes at halftime? Well, I want to say a pack. You know, I got well, to know he, that. You're sucking them down, though. 
Yeah, he get about four or six of them in at halftime. That fifteen minute break, he ain't warming up. He in the back getting to it. So you just smoke in the locker room? No, he'll go outside. You know, like uh, overseas. <laughs> overseas, they not the they not the big they not the big arenas that you can't go outside. So you just like a door, like a an exit thing. So you tell me why yeah. I buy my popcorn coming in the game. My point guard, why? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Let me, let me get through that door right there. <laughs> With his jersey on. Yeah, and 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 a locker room, one hundred percent. It's just fact. Camel, camels, we call them camels. We even Tennessee. Well, the smoking culture over in Europe is a little different over here. Everybody smoke over there. They yeah, smoking they, everywhere. They they used to smoke in the arena while you playing. Like the owners be sitting courtside smoking all that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the culture is different, but he was one of the best players over. He actually signed like a two year, twenty million dollar deal with the Clippers. That's how good he was. What? But he he got to do what he got to do at halftime. So if he got drafted in the NBA, he must have been smoking new points, right? No, nah, he, he, he didn't. He didn't get drafted. That's what I'm saying. Oh. He, didn't, he didn't. He didn't even get drafted. He got a contract. He, he got a contract. After they did their research on him, they was like, "Hey, what's his forty time? What's his what's his <laughs> assist to turnover? We cool with it. Hey, we can roll, man. So he had to be smoking new points. Is that what we say? I mean, <laughs> that's another stereotype, Martin Luther Mel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that that pivots into another real conversation about this. How much? If you really good, can you really get away with it? So Shelby said this guy. No, no, no. What is the limit? Though? Y'all tell me. Y'all Greg Hardy. For- Greg Hardy threw his girlfriend on a bed full of guns, brother. And the Cowboys still took him back. What you talking about? Are you <laughs> tell me. If you, good, you can do anything. Except for kill somebody. So you tell me, other than murder, if, if they look at your talent. If your talent is that high, smoking a pack of cigarettes during the game, what about... Being, who, who, who got caught? What you know about Tyreek Hill? What, what, what you know about Tyreek Hill? And, and, and uh, what, what the talent part, though, you have to be able to be a fan favorite. It can't just be your talent. People got to like you. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, he's, he has FaceTimed me a couple times, so that is interesting you read Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill pushed his pregnant girlfriend down the flight of steps in college, dog, allegedly. Bro, Tyreek Hill, Ty- Tyreek Hill got some baggage, my brother. You know, you know, uh, you know Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson beat, beat his kid half to death, but he can still tote that pickle, brother. Now, that's a family issue. I, I contend if you are good enough, you can do about anything but kill somebody. All right. So let, or, Mark, go ahead. let me flip the other hat. Is this the same in corporate America? Yes. If, I, if, I'm, worth that, if I'm worth that much money and I can produce that much revenue, They'll overlook my stuff. Let's look at it real talk. I, I got Go one that's popping up on my thing right now because uh, my wife Candace is telling me about it. Johnny Depp situation. You know, they're in court, they're in right, court now. right now. Yep. That's all over the place. The stuff what she's is, saying is what outrageous. What is, yeah, 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 give, me, give me up with speed, man. They've it's, been in court, man. <laughs> she, she just, what just came out today is that Johnny Depp threw her on the bed and did a cavity search, but he still is in Pirate. He's still the head actor of Pirates of the Caribbean. Hold on, hold on. With his wife? Yeah, and like his ex-wife or whatever. He searched like, his stuff. Yes, he search. Yes, you know, both ho- both holes. I don't hey. know. Cavity's cavity, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's cavity, he got up in there. So uh, is that corporate America? Or is that still yeah? That's corporate. It's Hollywood. That's corporate America. Same thing. That means okay, it's, it's okay. outside. Weinstein did the same thing. Weinstein was out here doing the most, and people knew about it, but nothing happened until it got too much. Right, until it got too much. If you're in corporate America right now, the top sales guy can get away with more crap than anybody else if you're bringing in the money or she's bringing in the money. You know, let's just keep that real. Your business on the mail, 
Now, clearly you have morals. I know you personally, uh, you're here to do what's right, take care of people and treat people fair. However, would you give somebody more chances if there was your top insurance, there's your top biller, and not just your top biller, but keeping the lights on? Man, I'm for Everybody always has a different rope. We know that. But no, in my organization, there are non-negotiables. If you lie, if you steal, but no, there, there is more. So you don't get three strikes. You just All get right. one strike. Okay. No, if you if if you lie to me and I and I think you lie and I know you lie, I don't trust you. It's just that way. I like. Do I, you fire him though? It's a question. Like if you cannot trust yeah. him, you can keep him up for another ten years and just yeah. not trust him. And they not doing it, they not doing anything to you. It's everybody yeah. else they doing something. Yeah. To. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's nothing to you. It's nothing to you. It's everybody else they, they right. doing something. To. Think nah, about that. You know, it's 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 bad now because I'm not directly involved. So I'll speak to the male who directly runs businesses, which is 2010 male, 2005 male. Yeah, they were non-negotiables. If you lied to me, then I'm cutting you. If they were non-negotiables, because I just always did that because it was all it always worked for me. I had set standards. You follow the standards. If you didn't, I moved on that the 2022 male. I'm sitting right, at the pool. Would you follow your wife? Let's get back to the 2005 mail, though, or 2010. We're not talking about you. We're talking about they doing everything else to everybody else. What you doing? You letting it slide or what? No, I'm checking you from the gate. I'm running the team. You're firing them. If I had somebody who crossed the line of non-negotiable, so like Tyreek Hill, if he was my number one salesperson and he did something that's non-negotiable, yes, I'm firing. But let me let me tell you, you a funny story. Uh, allegedly. 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 Would you fire your wife? She's the only one I could. She did the same thing, brother. Well, your morals ain't the same, man. Dog. I have, like, I'll tell you this. I have no problem firing my wife. No. Matt, 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 Matt. Uh, 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 we're going to... Let's where, edit where, this. Where, where's Jalen at? We're going to edit this. The reason, the reason why Delvin I say been this drinking. Is, is because yeah. we still working in the same place. and I'll I, I redo the contract. The money's still coming in. No, I, I would ask her to stay home for the next two years. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, it ain't going to be that easy, buddy. You think you want a canvas the day your last day. You think no. that conversation gonna go okay? You out of nah, nah, mind. nah. You, you gotta word it differently. <laughs> like, hey, baby, you've been working too hard, so you can stay home with the kids, relax. Right. Nah, I'm gonna work. I yeah. wanna work. We can play this out. I wanna work, yeah. Shelvin. What yeah. do you mean, yeah. stay home with the yeah. kids? Yeah. Right. Take care. Take care of the foundation stuff. Like, mm. you know, we we going in a different direction here. I don't think it's good for. No, nah, I like it. Well, Shelvin, like you don't it. trust me with the business. <laughs> you don't trust me with the business, Shelvin. I didn't say that. I got, you tell me to stay home. So what's the deal? When I get stuck, then I call Mel. Like, Mel, what the fuck is You know how I do it. Uh, I like, hey. you know, this is how you word it. Let me tell you. Uh, and hopefully our wives don't watch this enough to catch us. So uh, this is how you word it. <laughs> I'm so proud of what you've done for this business. You have brought the next group of entrepreneurs to another level. I want to see what they can do without you around. I want you to give them the chance to lead. So I want you to stay home. <laughs> I want you to watch <laughs> and watch them flourish. <laughs> if they don't My flourish, I want you to house, man. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm out of here. That, that, that ain't gonna work, Mac. That ain't gonna work in your house, CT. That'll work for me and Mac. Me and Mac can make that work. We can sell that. Uh, 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 I, I we can sell that. That's, that's only if my wife don't want to work. <laughs> we can sell that. No, no. You still got to pay it. And it's just, she's just gonna be oh, a long term. You know my wife. She needs yeah. explanations. She, yeah, she needs no, to be paid. She's gonna get that uh that John Wall treatment. So the funny thing is, so, so it, it, we, there's a lot of stuff. So we saw the viral video of our guy with a cigarette in the USFL. My main man, Mike Tyson, 
also went viral uh, about a week ago. Ooh. I don't know if you saw this video. Uh, guy on the airplane, Mike in first class, flying wherever he flying, minding his business. There's somebody filming on the other side of the aisle. There's a gentleman that's clearly antagonizing Mike Tyson, who's minding his business. And Mike Tyson proceeds to give him the beats. I mean, he beat his ass in the phone booth so bad. He couldn't hit him hard, TT, because his face was split him over. He, split I didn't him see, I, he didn't look smashed into me. He looked like he well, well, he didn't knock him out, but he was bloody. That's That's say, he didn't hit him. If Mike Tyson, because George Shelvin, have you seen it? Yes, yes, I saw it. It's, so uh, if Mike Tyson hit him from point blank range with his fist, and it's probably 250, 100 pounds, 250, 275 pounds of power. He, 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 he couldn't he wind up. It's like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. But he, he, but, he still, but he still clocked him. I think he smacked he, he him. Got, like, you know, he tapped yeah, he him. Got him. He got him, but it's, it's like a sprinter. Did you know, y'all not remember Willie Green? That's a wall right behind yes. you. You can't sprint. Shelvin yeah. don't remember. Exactly. He, he wasn't in the phone booth. No, Toy, tell him what he did when he caught Willie Green and I. Mitch Green. That's a different conversation. I see Mike Tyson when he is about to got full extension when he knocked out Mitch Green. Miss oh, yeah. Green today face is still crooked. Yeah. <laughs> that man face looked like hamburger meat after he finished hitting it. All right. It's the same thing. The same thing happened this week with uh see what y'all telling me is Mike Tyson didn't get to do how they should tell people that did that dude last Well, night. he tried though. Exactly. Look, yeah. let me say this before we get into the Dave Chappelle thing. And this now, is check that Mike out. Tyson. Everybody got a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. So everybody got a plan. So what? You, so if you don't know Mel, Dave Chappelle was having his um, his comedy festival, okay, uh, in the, at the Hollywood Bowl yesterday, the day before yesterday, and there was a gentleman that rushed the stage. Now you know Chappelle makes you put your phones in the in the case and everything. Somebody somehow got a piece of this video. This man ran on stage, Mel, and then they tackled uh, uh, Dave Chappelle. Why security, because uh, he an idiot. Everybody, everybody want to be famous, and he got and his the, time and the crazy, and, and the crazy part is he had like a fake gun. That, yes, that, that just came out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had he did the most, and guess what? He got everything he was asking for, my man. Dislocated shoulder, broke hand. Did you see the pictures of this guy? Uh, check out our group chat, killer. And uh, man is beat down. Dislocated shoulder, broke hand. I mean, he looked like he got hit by a bus and lived to tell about it, you know? I want y'all to look. Hold on, T.T. I'm I'm with you. I hate to interrupt you. But I just want Shelvin to realize that Miss Green, Shelvin, please look at Miss Green. (laughs) Now, unless Dave Chappelle did the Miss Green, this is what Mike Tyson did with one punch. That was one punch. That was one punch. (laughs) That's Miss Green. And Tori, why did he get yeah. on TV after this? What was possessed you to you? Do you see this shit? Have you ever seen this before, Shelvin? I have never seen that. That's what happened when Mike Tyson hit you one time. So no, I really, I, I still don't Tori, please tell him this. He was so he was so fast to see it. Oh my God! Come on, man! I'm telling you, this is this is famous. So I don't believe because I saw the little white dude. Had a little blood dripping from like he got, got smacked a couple of times. Mike Tyson did not hit him like he did in that video. Like if he hit him six times, or maybe he just tapped him up. I don't know. Man, check your phone. Look, look at old buddy's shoulder. And it, <laughs> and, it, and it ain't the handcuffs. This man got beat down by every security guard that was at the Hollywood Bowl. I heard allegedly Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle got a couple of kicks in too. 
Yeah. Because Chris Rock was there too. With Jamie Foxx and, and Buster Rhymes. They, they said they gave that man the business. He deserved the business. If I yeah. was there, I would have got some licks in too. Enough of this crap, man, uh, of people going on stage. Listen, the fans ticket does not pay for you to be a part of the show. And this ain't just for comedy. This is for basketball. For, but we see it a lot in basketball because y'all don't wear helmets. And people can sit courtside. Show me. I don't know if you got any stories that you can share. But what's some of the crap you done heard people talk about on the court? You that don't know you or somebody you know and talk so much crap and they don't expect nobody to do nothing about it. So I got one. I ain't going to say nobody's name. But we was in Memphis. I was on the Hawks. So we was playing in Memphis. Somebody was talking a whole mother smack on the baseline. Somebody else went down there over six feet eight, mm. six feet five. Right. And said, hey, man, say one more thing. You ain't going to make up about this thing. Right, we ain't hear nothing else from him the whole night. He was sitting right by the bench. <laughs> so you got to think, as he was walking down there, because he was just heckling, heckling them the whole night. As he walked down there, everybody on the team, the coaches, everybody's head just slowly turned this way to see what was about to happen. He got on his knees, put his hands on his knees, bent over like, you know, like when you're tired, said some few words that was loud, do this, and said what he had said. He did his Will Smith, tugged his shoulders, and walked right back up and kept playing the game. Hey, I didn't hear a word out of this guy the rest of the game. Man, let me think. It's Tori. We know she ever seen. Let me think. Who is game? Only Josh Smith. Josh Smith. Josh, it, 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 let's it, it talk about Marcus. It, 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 it wasn't on my team. I was gonna say it was on the other we, team. We don't oh, need to guess no, who that was. What I know it was. We got we got a real one in Boston who did it in college. Smart Ooh. went into the stand. Was it Marcus Smart who went into the stands and, and and put the gave a two piece and a biscuit to a fan in the in the building? He's at Oklahoma State for talking crap in the stands. Marcus Walked Smart, in the stands it. and put yeah. hands on them. Like, listen, fans, I will tell y'all now. We appreciate our fan base. We've all been athletes here. Let me tell y'all right now, your fan does not pay, your ticket does not pay for you to be a part of the show. The people there are there for your entertainment. Not, don't nobody, ain't nobody come to see you. Didn't nobody come to see you heckle. And Westbrook get it the worst out of probably anybody. Nah, <laughs> you know? they be on LeBron. Yeah, LeBron the worst. I say LeBron worse. Westbrook, yeah. you know, he was a fan favorite. He just gets to the big city, he went to LA. It's a little different. But speaking on that. Westbrook was getting, been- getting heat when he was in Oklahoma City though. Yeah, nah, but not like LeBron. Man. Yeah, I've seen LeBron. LeBron's the best player in the league. He, and KD get heat too. They didn't. They didn't do Michael Jordan that way. I bet you. Yeah, they did. Somebody. No, did. they did. I don't think they did. Hayden's been alive a long time, killer. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. You got number no number one. You got to realize back you think in people the, in Detroit was loving on Mike, Michael Jordan. Dog. They was with. They, they was. They, they was with. They was within. They was within boundaries. I'm telling you. No. They were. They were. Bill and Bill can punch Jordan in the face. You mean the fan can't go out there and say nothing? I don't think Michael, Michael, your mom and your wife is blank, blank. I don't think that happened. And not to his face. If they did it, they were in the 300 level. I just think back in the 90s and the, yeah, in the 90s, 2000 changed. It was worse. I really, Bubble Chuck is really what changed it from what, in my mind, because that's the first time I heard about people actually attacking, you know, no. a young man for, for so let, me give you, Ron, let me give you one Ron, arena. I, I'm going to say this Ron, quick Ron, 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 Yeah, in Detroit, Ron Artest changed the whole game. When he, Ron when Artest he did, changed it. Everybody yeah. shut up after Ron Artest said, hey, you know what, I ain't doing this. But but if I'm going to give you one arena, the the, the the Boston Garden. This is before the TD Garden. It, but it's basketball. You mean to tell me them folks in the Boston Garden won't give that heat to everybody that came through that didn't but wait ba- for They was ba- talking crap about their own players, killer. But basketball on, talk. I think they're doing basketball talk. I do not think they nah. were going. 
back in the back in the, you gotta tell back Boston, in the day, man. back in the day they calling everybody the N word and all yeah, that. That ain't nothing to do with basketball. Brother. You I ain't going to Boston without getting some smoke, brother. I say that. If, watch Winning Time with Magic. They talking crap in the airport. They ain't waiting for him to get to the league. Listen, Boston's a crazy city, and it ain't the only city. All right, real talk. I was in New York City. We were in college. I went to see a Yankees game. Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. was in center field. It was a man that was talking so much crap to Ken Griffey Jr. And I'm sitting right next to the guy, three or four seats over. Griffey. They pitching the ball. Griffey turned around and said, man, I will walk up there and beat your behind. You know, he was so upset about what this guy had to say. It doesn't matter the sport killer. The city yeah. you in has a lot to do with what type of crap that you talk. And most of, most of it don't have to have to be the sport. And most of it ain't even about their performance. It's just about who they are as a person and all that. Like yeah. we saw a few nights ago with Draymond Green. He got elbow in his face. Probably had a concussion. He talked about it. Uh, went to the he gave everybody the bird. Or whatever, everybody in the middle finger. Then in his press conference, how y'all feel about this? I, I love what he did. And it sparked a whole different conversation today with JJ Reddick was going off on people. Um, he gave everybody the bird. He know he's gonna get fined, but he like, I make $25 million. I'm okay with that. I, I think I got enough money to do with that. Like, like hey, you, 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 you can't, can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, uh, tell me why you can't do it, man. Because number one moves right there. Uh, yeah, you can't do it. That's a power move. But you, he don't have the power. He's an employee. When you the boss, like I'm a boss. If everybody didn't know in the streets, I'm a boss. I don't wait for a check. So when you're a boss and you really create your own revenue, you can do that. But what's going to happen is, is the boss, just the real boss over Draymond, over LeBron, say, okay, these field workers don't understand that they messing up everybody's money by acting outrageous. Yeah, we pay him $25 million a year. And jo- uh, Uncle Johnny Daddy don't want to hear, I can say what I want because 50000 ain't nothing to me. Because it ain't nothing to dream on. Because it ain't. But you can't say that publicly and you take a so, fine. So, so can I ask you a question, Kevin? Yes, sir. When you talk yeah. about the worker, the NBA don't own the players. The owners of the teams do. And if right. you got an owner that's about it, the NBA can't do nothing about it. Steve Kerr got on camera last night when when because they brought a hey, – uh, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis bought the, the, the hatchet man out <laughs> last night. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they bought the hatchet about, man out. <laughs> you be trying to tell me it ain't physical like it is, yes. like back in the day. Well, it was physical uh, last night. Last night it was. They bought the hatchet man out last night, and Steve Kerr was like, Yo, they said, What about the physical play? And the time I was like, Nah, that is dirty play. The, the Golden State Warriors, there's certain owners that really back their players, care about their players, and they bought it. Popovich, you think the people in the San Antonio Spurs organization gonna have a problem with Draymond saying anything controversial or any, they're not because Pop about it. Same thing with Golden State with Steve Kerr. They bought their life. The NBA can't do nothing about that. And here's yeah. the other piece: the owners that you're talking about, they can't, they can't protect themselves from themselves. They will pay these players every, they'll pay them everything. Same thing with NIL deals. People will pay good players everything because they don't want nobody else to get them. You know, yeah, so, I, I, I agree. A, a game, a game within a game, you gotta know who you are and what you can kind of get away with. Draymond know who he is. That's what he do. Everyone know that's what he does, so it's not a problem. But if it was me doing that, then it would be a problem. Speaking of which, I don't know how much we can get into this because I know we all kind of interconnected with some athletes and some of the things we're talking about. We got personal relationships. I remember Iguodala said some stuff that offended the gay community or said something against the owner. And he got up out of there. 
but I saw him on the bench now. So was it forgiven? Can anybody give tell me what happened? Because I know Iguodala said something a couple of years ago against one of his owners, against homosexuality, or against something that was construed a certain way. He kept, he, I don't know. It wasn't against homosexuality. It was just against the owners. And they got him up out of that. But he's back now. Is he a coach or is he a player? What is he doing? He's a player. Yeah, he's a player. And I think that's when we had the conversation earlier about depending on how good you are, certain things you can get away with. Exactly. And I don't I don't know anything about the situation just based on what you're describing. But y'all remember when it happened, right? You remember when they got him up out of there? I I, I don't I don't he know. Went he went to Miami. That. I don't Memphis. know, I don't know. exactly. Uh, no, nah, he, he got traded. Around. He got traded. He got traded to Memphis and got bought out and went to Miami. And went to Miami. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. went back to Golden State after this. Thing. Or you or your partners like Curry, Clay, and Draymond got the leverage. That's his crew. Just like us, like we crew, like. Like me, I got leverage too, though. How he got leverage? His NBA Finals MVP. Yeah, he's he he brings something else to that team. If you think Udonis Haslam don't have leverage with the Miami Heat, you crazy. You need don't even play. But they keep that man on as a player, not a coach, because he means more to that organization in that locker room. Okay, and with Mickey Harrison than he does to ever play a minute. They're paying him an NBA salary to be there and coach the team as a player's coach. Yeah. It, a a, a has them. If they if the Heat win the NBA Finals, he probably won't play one minute. But nah, he will be there all. in uniform, ready to go. So there's certain players that have a different cachet and relationship with the owners. Magic Johnson was that way. But Jerry yeah. Buss. And, and, with like, Jerry and, Buss. and with like Ego Dollar, you gotta think, right? You still need somebody to check Jerry Mond. And that's someone like yeah. he kind of he kind of respects or whatever. He he brings that. To the team, not saying that they don't respect everyone else, but it's just different when you come from an OG, and that's why, like right now, as we're watching the NBA Finals, all the teams are still in the finals. They have some OGs around, yeah, and and they're slowly trying to get away from all of that. You know, uh, Phoenix, you got Chris Paul, you know, uh, watch Dallas. You got Jason Kidd. He's still young, still a player. But you got Jared. Jason Dutton. Kidd's an OG though. He a yeah. former player. And Jared Dudley, and Jared Dudley played last year, so you still have those voices around. They're like, "Hey, man, like relax a little bit. You, you like you can't do that." And we all saw about a month ago when Udonis Haslam got in Jimmy Butler's butt. Happened with UD. Yeah, and we, and we seen, he checked UD publicly. Yeah, and we seen that we see the pregame. They dapping each other up and keep it moving. Like you kind of need that that someone else can handle that stuff instead of the coach. And you need right. an alpha, and, and, and Jimmy Butler's an alpha on that team. Let's, so let's, he's an alpha on the team. Go ahead, Kevin. Now, I just want to transition a little bit. So, tell me this. Right now, the NBA players, NFL players, and baseball, all of them are making an astronomical amount of money. Is there ever going to be a revolt or uh, a stance that the average fan is going to say, wait a minute, I'm not happy with all this money they're making the way they're acting. Do you think that's ever going to happen where sports is going to take a step back where some of the fans are going to take it personal when they see Draymond doing certain things and see these guys making 50 million and hundred million and say, well, I'm not watching no more. Cause number one, these guys are cocky, arrogant, and I don't like it. Do you think that's ever going to happen or in the process of happening already? I don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Think about it right now. We in May, what else is to watch on TV? There's nothing on TV. So you're going to turn into the game. If you use the, the, the viewerships, I think I seen today, the Oakland, the Oakland A's, and somebody else, they had 2,000 fans at their game. But still people at home watching on TV. Unless people turn off their TV and not watch it, that's going to change. That will change. But 
know, see, the NBA still was able to continue to go with no fans. All the leagues are still continuing to roll during COVID with no one at the game. So I think it's going to be going to be very hard for that to change unless somebody just come out and do something outrageous. And I think a lot of people kind of protect that as we see with Colin Kaepernick. That was kind of something that people thought was outrageous. A lot of people, viewerships who, who pay a lot of money and they kind of got rid of. What do you think, uh, Tori? Well, and, and here's the truth of the matter. Fans watch people they hate as much as they watch people they love. So they hear the hate just as much as they are the root for their favorite player. You know what I mean? So that's what happens in sports. Fans I definitely agree. I, I, I know people yeah. who watch Trump more than they watch Jay-Z. They hate him. They can't stand him. But they'll watch 10 hours of Trump instead of one hour at Jay-Z because that's their love, right? So people people love to hate, man. And that's just – that's a culture that has been here for years. Um, Christian Leitner is a prime example if you want to talk sports. He played at Duke. They had a championship team. They had an all-time great team. And people hated Christian Leitner, but we watched him because we wanted to see him lose. Same with Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is the highest paid athlete or was the highest paid athlete because people wanted to see him lose. They thought he was cocky. They thought he was crazy. He played up to that and wanted people to hate him. So they turned on the TV. He didn't care who loved him or hated him. He just cared about the money. And fans, they can say what they want. They're going to always tune in because they want to hate or love one way or the other. They're going to watch. And that, that's where you get that's where you get the the all press is good press type of mentality. That ain't always true. Remember that that's some game. All press and good press for everybody. But if you're sitting there and you're somebody, you're in an individual sport, an individual sport or individual situation, all press can be good press because you control your destiny. There. That's how I feel. About it. I agree. Far as uh, also want to transition to what you talked about. You talked about the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about this because I was real confused when you brought this up. Pre-game. So it's real talk. So shout out to DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled just got a um, uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, and did it? Did he eat it? Did it? Did he eat it? <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. No, just no disrespect. <laughs> hey man, he working on his weight, man. He's trying to do right out here in these streets. Man. But was interestingly enough. He is on Weight Watchers. He is on Weight Watchers. Is he on Weight Watchers? He got a Weight Watchers deal. Yeah, man. He's trying to do right, brother. Don't do that. Hey, shout out to DJ Khaled, man. You're in Miami. We the best. I I, I support DJ Khaled. Shout out to the wings. Shout out to the wing spot. (laughs) Every time I come into Miami, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, whoever owned the wings, what's the name of the wing spot? I would give them a shameless plug. Finger licking, baby. Finger Finger licking. They got the best sauce. So so shout out. Shout out to everybody listening. But when Mel come to Miami, me and him 100% go to finger licking every time he's down to Miami. Now uh, get the trio, the trio. What kind of sauce? We got the finger licking sauce, lemon pepper, and what's the third? Yeah, barbecue. And, and the regular the, 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 the barbecue sauce, but Ooh. the regular finger licking sauce is solid too. So shout out to finger licking. Uh, DJ Khaled, E Class, all y'all support Black Business if you're down in Miami. Hit finger licking, a great spot to go to if you like wings. So Khaled got a, a walk on Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What I thought was interesting is the people who don't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, Denzel Washington does not have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Will Smith does not have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Robert De Niro does not, or George Lucas. It's a lot more that don't. Brad, 
Brad Pitt don't have a stone of Hollywood Walk of Fame. My question is, how the hell did DJ Khaled get a Hollywood Hollywood Walk of Fame and these other guys haven't either? I hate no DJ Khaled. There's something crazy right here right now for me, for him to get a star and all these other guys not. What you think, man? Yeah, yeah. once you mention those names, it does sound outrageous. I, I, I got a chance to get one. Now, what, what are we talking about? You're going to get it done. Well, clearly, so what I do know, there's a lot of things that go into the Hollywood Walk of Fame, right? It's not just your status. It's really about your, your service, your donations. Like if you support the program, support the foundation that actually put the cement down on the ground for you. So there's a lot of politics that go along with the Hollywood Walk of Fame. This has nothing to do with DJ Khaled. Uh, DJ Khaled, I think you are great uh, where you came from, and you're awesome, brother. So this ain't got nothing to do with you. It's really about the system, right? It's about yeah, the system. And I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I definitely, once you mention those people, it's like the NBA top 75 list. Like, some people just don't deserve. I understand everything you did, everything you're doing. But I think my personal opinion, I think a lot has to do with all his, um, all his partnerships he has with everybody. It's the pub and all of that. When you tell me Denzel Washington don't got a don't got a star on a, on that, it's just that's it blows, my, it blows my mind right there. I, I don't know that's what else that. to say. What do you think about that, Mel? D, DJ Cali got a star, and the old they goat grand, grand, grandfather. They don't like that. us. <laughs> well, 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 they, like they us. don't want they, us to win. I, I think P Diddy got a star on the Walk of Fame though. That, that's the question. Does, does Morgan Freeman have? I, I don't know. When I did my research, when I did my research, uh, Mac, I didn't see that he didn't, so I can't answer that honestly right now. But I know yeah, I, I think he did. He got to start the Hollywood Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall. Robert De Niro, George Lucas from Star Wars, and Will Smith. As Memphis say, "Whoop that trick, Will Smith." He don't have a Hall of uh, Walk of Fame. But hold on. Can anybody educate me on the process? Because I think there is a process, either donations, nominations. What is the process? Well, it's a lot to go to it. Uh, okay. Shelvin hit on something that was 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 uh, really poignant about just some game. Like his partnerships are big, uh, not just in Hollywood, but in entertainment. Um, I think they're um, with the foundation that supports the Hollywood Walk of Fame, that they take donations, they do community service type stuff. So Khaled and whoever has a walk on Hollywood's Walk of Fame does a lot for that foundation and they support, you know, a, a lot of other things outside of entertainment and um, uh, a film and sport. Yeah. You know? So and, there's a lot and, that goes to it. And DJ Khaled is way bigger than what we think he is. Like oh, no the, doubt. Dude, the dude is the second generation of Snoop. You know, Snoop got Corona. I seen him Snoop's, a, a, Snoop's the a, most a, famous a, actor alive, by the way. He's I the think most he, famous, famous rapper alive, period. I think he's one yeah. of the most famous people alive. Yeah. Does he have a walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? This guy right here. That's all I want to say. Mitch Green does not. <laughs> to Shelvin. But, but he, got blood, he got blood on the street in Brooklyn, though. <laughs> if he has a walk, <laughs> if he don't, for, for that eye to be talking in the interview that Steve Harvey did the joke, he should have a walk, a star. I got a question. I got a question. Y'all might help me out with this. How much did he get paid that night for that fight? No, no Troy, educate Selvin on this. Yeah, zero. No. This was no, Selvin. Listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Listen. To this. So let me walk. Let me walk you through it. Walk so Mike through Tyson. It. 
Back in the clearly he's the heavyweight champ. He's the man. He's the heavyweight champ right. of the world. No, right. sir, so, you gotta hear this. You confused. I know, I Brooklyn. So, so when I'm no, getting no. to it, when I'm no. to it, it was no fight. It was uh, another situation. He just walked up on him and, and got the fist. Yes. Exactly. In the liquor store. Right. Exactly. He tried and to get streets. a fight. Talking. Yeah, I want to fight you. We're gonna be in the ring. We're gonna do this. Mike, Mike said, I don't want to talk. Leave me alone right now. Mike, 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 Blood Mitch Green was talking so much crap about Mike. They never fought in the ring, but Blood Mitch Green, Mitch Green thought he could whip Mike and had the, the brilliant idea to talk crap to Mike out here in these streets. And Mike gave him a not a two-piece, but a one-piece that closed this. him up. We, looked, we, Jerry Carroll Juice and Blood, his name was Jerry Carroll Juice. This, this, should, this should be a famous black history moment. Everybody got a plan. Right. Everybody got a plan right. until they get put. But keeping the real goes wrong is what happened to Mitch Green that night in Brooklyn when Mike put them things on. And that, that's the that's the that's the key thing. Uh, being uh, growing up without social media, like probably nothing ever happened either. Mike Tyson did. No. no, all you got yeah. is a picture of Mitch Green closed up in the right, store. Hey, let, let that happen now, boy. Mitch Green gonna be, be living. Yeah, it's gonna be everywhere. It's gonna be living large and fabulous. Yeah, so so last question here before we close up the pod. Uh got a question. A buddy of mine asked me a question. We got the NBA playoffs going on. Uh, uh Golden State is in a dog fight with Memphis right now. John Moran is absolutely electric. Thank you. The question was asked though, is he a top 10 player in the NBA? John Moran, he, he got potential, but Shell can tell you he's not at that level yet, but he's potential wise. Top 10? Sure. I, I think I I think he is top 10. No. Based, based off he's making players around him better. Overall, just him just on the court, it's, it's other 10 guys I think are better than him. But his impact of so? making making everyone else around him better is different than say like Damian Lillard. So you think Lillard's better than him though, right? I think overall skill. I think so. Overall skill, Damian Lillard is better, but the impact that he has when he's celebrating when his team scores, dancing and all that, that plays a big role in being like a top 10 player in the NBA. Is, is you Devin can put Booker him on, better, Matt? Devin Booker is better than him. You can put him on, like, like he just get, he, he's getting, I don't think he'll ever have it, but he has that LeBron, Michael Jordan feels like, he's on my team, like, I'm good, like, we good. He's going he gonna, to and store that confidence in me to make me overperform. That's why I be watching the game. Y'all see a lot of people. Y'all be like, I don't know who this is, but he out there balling. It's because the best player on his team is like, man, do your thing. Go go bust his butt. I asked this question today, uh, TT. Will Ja Morant be better than Allen Iverson? You know, that's that's my goal of all goals. Will Ja Morant be better than AI? So for him, for him to be better than the AI, he's got to do a few things, okay? One, and first of all, I love John Morant. You know, Chuck is my guy. So this is a biased comment, but I'm going to try to be factual as I can about it. One, he'd have to win a league MVP. Okay. Chuck won a league MVP when Shaq was still in the league. Kobe was in the league. There was a lot of NBA top 75 still in the league. He'd have to lead the league in scoring. Chuck did that twice. At least twice. At least twice. Um, He took his team to the NBA Finals. An inferior team to play the Lakers and, and, and one, won a one, game one, by himself. One game one. Game one. By himself, damn near. And he transcended. Now, I'm not going to put this on John Murray because I don't think we're going to see an Allen Iverson for another. Well, we saw LeBron, LeBron transcended the game, but, but it might be another 10 years before we see it. So 
John Moran got some work to do. But let me tell you something. He's athletic, as athletic as Bubba Chuck was. Okay. He's spectacular as Bubba Chuck was. He really does a great job. Sheldon said something last podcast about LeBron. What, what John Moran has is that juice. LeBron got that juice. Uh, 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 John Moran has the juice. When he makes a play, it energizes not just the building, but all of his players. So Bubba Chuck had that. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how his career plays out. The guy is ultra-talented, ultra-talented. Uh, he can score at will. Um, he, he's, uh, you know, he got some shit to work on in his game, pardon my language, but I, I don't know yet. He's got a lot of work to do to catch up with Bubba Chuck. Last question I got for you, T.T.O. Shelvin. Has Russell Westbrook passed Allen Iverson as players, as a wage uh, player? So I, I, I'll go with, with – I think both of those players could be better than Iverson. I think Westbrook is better than Iverson. And statistically? I'm talking about on the court. I'm not talking okay. about what they do off the court. Like, Iverson changed the dress code, has, uh, you know, uh, the community – feeling different about themselves and all that. Like, these two guys cannot do what Iverson did. But on the court, I think I, I think they, they could pass him. Like, is this a different time, a different age? And they should pass him. They able to see everything he did, work on it, copy oh. what he does, and get oh. better at it. Well, well, say that again, Matt, please. Copy yeah. what he did and get better at it? So yeah. you, you, you mean to tell me the carbon copy, the carbon copy <laughs> is not better than the original? So you trying to tell me that uh, the new Tesla coming out is not going to be better than the old Tesla? So let's talk about this. Stop. <laughs> like, what, are you, what, what, what are you saying? I'm gonna put a bit in this. I'm gonna put a bit in this. America, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring to life a conversation me and Shelvin Mack have been having. What is it for a year now, Mac? At, at least a good year. At least, at least a year. Is your iPhone the, better than your Nokia that you had the back question, in, the in question is simple. The question right, is simple. Yeah. The question is simple. Is the carbon copy better than the original? My take is very simple. It's harder for the first person to do it. Everybody else has the benefit of seeing the first person get it done. I'm gonna give you a prime example. That, that's not that's not the conversation though. That's not what we're saying. We didn't no, say that was, my, that was Michael Jordan. Kobe. Who's more important? Yes. No, 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 no. Me and Matt, me and Matt talked about this like specifically. He thinks the person that's after the original should be better than the original. I think the original set the pace for everybody else. They make it easier, so they're not as good. Think of it this way: Thomas Edison. And this is this is what Shelvin's analogy was. He's like, "Hey, we know Thomas Edison created the light, the filament for the light bulb." Hey, but man, the guy yeah, who, that, that, but, but the guy, but the guy who created the LED light nah, is nah, way that, better light bulb, right? No, 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 is that no, wrong? no. That's taking way out of now. Nah, Come I, on, man, you lying that. now. No, 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 no. You lying? No, no, no. I'm saying the first person who did a pool, you know, he had the kitty pool that was above ground. You you put the water hose into it. Then you got the you got then you got the stuff in the ground. You can you can use your phone. Turn up the the bubbles on the waterfall and all that. It's better than the original. Okay, so the, let me, the light let, bulb let, let, let is hard. Say, the light bulb is hard. The RG. no, but 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 the, but the LED light is better than the thing that Thomas Edison put together, right? Can we agree on that? I disagree because everyone you don't think the LED up. lights a better light than the original filament light that Thomas Edison made. I it see. is a better light. It's a way better light. It lasts longer. It burns brighter. It's a better light, right? Yes. Okay. So that being said, that being said, don't nobody remember who created the LED light? Everybody know Thomas Edison because he gave it to us. The dude that built upon it 
needed Thomas Edison to get where he's going. Michael Jordan needed Dr. J. You know, all of these people needed somebody to break the barrier. The guy who ran a mile under four minutes for the first time, right? Uh, if you look at the Magic Johnson, uh, uh, the, the, the winning time, they talk about this. It was Roger Bannister, I think, who was the first guy to break the four-minute mile mark. It took 47 days to beat his time. But nobody did it in, in the history of time before he did it. It's harder to do it first. The person who does it first gives people hope and confidence to take it to another level. That don't make yeah. them better. It makes them, they, they see what's possible. I, I didn't say it was harder. I want to disagree. The first person who ever did it made it harder. But I can learn from you and be better than you. That's like saying if you had a son that played football, he's probably going to be better than you. Like my son, I hope he's better yes. than me. He will he should be. be better than me. He will be. Yes. But he couldn't do it without you is my point. I didn't say he couldn't or could not. He should be better than me. That's all I'm saying. I've been there, done it, or whatever. So we all, we all got that. We all got iPhones. You know, we get the blue message to come up. We don't get the green, the Android. So is your phone better? Is, is Steve Jobs better than the person who created the Nokia? The Nokia? This conversation will be to continue. <laughs> Toy uh, and will be arguing about this. Hey, look. This was a great pod. I miss being with my brothers, man, and my nephew. And I hate we miss Rodney and uh, P today. But we will continue again. We're going to keep this thing going. Next week, we're going to dive a little deeper. I want to relive the Will Smith smack because I had an argument to her. You went on this, this conversation. I had three three knuckleheads, young boys, argue with me that it was fake. So I know y'all have had this conversation, but I want to I want to relive the moments of the Will Smith smack. I want to relive... I definitely thought it was fake. Let's get that out there. I thought it was fake. Was y'all on the phone with us that night, too? Yep. Me, 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 me and Shelvin, we, so when we filmed the pod. Coach P was, Coach P was there, too. We were filming the pod the night it happened, and all of us was, this ain't real
Happy Mother's Day to my mommy, Carolyn Clemens, the best mommy in the whole white world, or wide world, whatever y'all want to say it these days. And uh, to my wife, and to all my exes and they mamas. <laughs> happy Mother's Day to them too. Okay, happy Mother's Day to my mom, Victoria. You know it wasn't easy raising three young kids. And then also my wife, Candace. Continue doing a great job you're doing. You know, looking forward to us continue to grow. And let's continue to grow the podcast and keep working. You know, appreciate y'all tuning in to this week. You know, thank y'all. Holler at y'all later. Holler at you. It's Stephanie Clemens. I don't know if I told you to my wife. Happy Mother's Day to the wife of my beautiful children. Happy birthday. Ha- Happy Mother's Day, Stephanie. Happy Mother's Day to my sister, Sharon Golson. My niece, Terrica Brown. Love you guys. Hey, catch y'all next pod. Peace. Peace.